Dad's Got Issues podcast. I'm Charlie, and over here is my tag team partner, Mark. And uh, yeah, today we're going to go ahead and climb inside the ropes and talk some wrestling. So what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, I know it's been four weeks since we've really talked wrestling. Um, but uh, obviously we've had the draft, we've had a takeover, we've had a bunch of stuff happen since uh, um, our last inside the ropes episode so we'll get started with takeover we recorded on the day of takeover yeah myself and tyler um uh last go around so uh i thought takeover 31 was probably one of the better cards they've put together so it's weird because wwe's actually put on two really good pay-per-views back to back so you had um what was the last pay-per-view? For the main roster? Main roster. Was, um, I wanted to say Backlash. It's not Backlash. Um, Night of Champions. There we go. Thank um, you. So Night of Champions, and then you have 31. And I have to say, they were both great pay-per-views. Yeah, they were good. Like, from start to finish, like, there wasn't a really bad match on either of them. Um, so for, as far as 31 goes... Are your top four matches Kushida Dream, uh, Gargano Priest, uh, not in any order, uh, Larray, Ira Shirai, and then obviously Balor O'Reilly. Yeah, um, I made the you know, I made the the statements on the previous inside the issue inside the ropes issue that I thought this was going to be Kyle O'Reilly's coming out party, and it was yeah. 100% it was, there's no doubt about it. Like they were they were priming him in this match to take over like like and become a main eventer guy kind of thing right. and he i mean he he fucking delivered his promos in the vignettes beforehand with Balor were great his work in the ring with Balor was second to none there's really no complaint about that match whatsoever yeah i mean it it, it showed us what people who are fans of Kyle O'Reilly already before before yeah, Ring of Honor like yeah. I said I highlighted that in the issue I said you right. know last issue I said you know he's been a champion in other companies this isn't foreign territory for him right it's just he's you know you come to you come to WWE and where you were once a big fish you're no longer the big fish and I get it like you know everybody's got to almost start over I, even Adam Cole to an extent Right, I mean, he he didn't go straight to the main roster. He came to Cole NXT. came in with a lot more buzz than O'Reilly did. Yeah, I mean, they came in at the same time, which also hurt O'Reilly's. Um, well, yeah, because Kyle came in. Yeah, well, Red Dragon came in as as a tag team. Yes, and when you're a tag team, you're just not looked at in the same light as a as a singles. And that's what happened to Kyle. so Kyle O'Reilly kind of went through the same transformation in NXT that he went through in um, Ring of Honor. Because him and or him and Fish were Red Dragon and Ring of Honor, and then they both kind of went their separate ways. And then as they went their separate ways, that's when O'Reilly kind of started to bloom into this main event guy for Ring of Honor. And then obviously he left Ring of Honor and came with Fish and came with Adam Cole. And Adam Cole was kind of the guy in Ring of Honor. Literally dropped the belt, and then like the next weekend was at Takeover doing his little crowd tease, and then you know dropping Drew McIntyre. Right. Um, so. That's my thing, you know. I, I'm a big, you know. I, I'm, I'm 
putting it on the record, I am a big Kyler Riley guy at this point moving forward. I liked him previous. I always thought he was being underutilized, but now him being in a main event spot, and then obviously this past week's NXT, um, he was obviously not there for two weeks ago after NXT TakeOver because well, he, he, was, he was injured as well. Yeah. Um, but he was back on television Wednesday night, and uh, it looks like he might be the new leader. From what I'm seeing, well, it, yeah, I mean, it it really depends on what they do with Adam Cole. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to jump the gun on yeah. Cole because that's going to be another. But yeah, I, I mean, he came out. He was the mouthpiece. Yes. He he took the charge, and yeah, let we'll let's get through everything, and then we can yeah. talk about our, our so we theories. get you know so obviously uh, that's the that's the highlight. That's probably the top match of the night for me. Um, I thought Gargano Priest was very technically well done. Uh, I'm more excited for the second match. Yeah, well, uh, going into that match, it was one of those like very the, thrown together, thrown together. But it was it wasn't bad. It no. was just you know the way that I was looking at that match is I, I'm always trying to figure out, like all right, well, what are they building towards? What, what are, where are we going with this? And like it's hard. Damian, Damian it's hard Priest winning made me go okay. Well, if Priest is winning tonight, then I know that. Candice LeRae isn't winning tonight, right? Yeah, I think I think you've you've said that right to me too. They might have said that when we were watching it together. Yeah, and you didn't think that they, he would win and um, and Candice lose and so whatever. Yeah. So, but now, 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 obviously, we're building to the next yeah thing, and now I'm like, okay, so now they have Indy Hartwell involved with everything. Yeah, and again, we'll, we can get to it, but. Um, now my now the way that I'm looking at it is a little bit different. But as far as takeover goes, I enjoyed it for everything that it was. Um, and uh, again, NXT does not disappoint. Kushida or uh, Dream. Uh, Surprising how like it's tough because Kushida's Kush, sorry Kushida is not normally a heel. He's not booked to be a heel. He's been more frequently been booked. To be a heel but it was very surprising the attack like it's cool like he was being more aggressive in the match yeah like he's been doing that but like the attack after the match kind of put him over the heel but see match. i'm still not looking at him as a heel but most <laughs> people aren't because he didn't attack a face he attacked mm -hmm. another technically another heel yeah so you have him attacking sorry you have him attacking dream and then the same can be said he he attacks Champa, yeah, you know, and goes after Champa. So it seems like Kashida is kind of taking his anger and frustration out on heels, which a face would do, but he doesn't do it in the like the mentality or the way that he's doing it. Well, and and, and I don't want to draw the comparisons between him and like a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? But yeah, Stone Cold uh, was a face, yeah, but he but he he went after everybody, yeah, didn't so, matter who. Yeah. I don't mind it, but it's tough with Kushida's gimmick. Yeah, I, I mean, he's got to, he, he, he's just got to, his character's just got to evolve. evolve. Like, he, he was, he's obviously known as a time splitter. He's yeah. been, he's real big on the, the Back to the Future yeah. gimmick. And that's, you know, I give Dream credit where credit's fucking due, man. <laughs> yeah. Him coming out as. Did as you, is, was it you that messaged me where you're like, is he dressed like Doc Brown? Yeah, like, I'm like, <laughs> is he dressed like Doc Brown? Because his fucking hair was dyed. I'm yeah. like. I'm like, he had the radioactive gloves. Yeah, dude. White it, pants. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. And like I said, we're in the game of if the WWE is allowing somebody to be featured on television and pay-per-views, they've done their homework because they're not going to put egg on their own face. Right. So I'm over the dream stuff. 
And I'm over the Austin Theory stuff. Theory being featured as much as he, he's been getting buried, and probably for right reason. They're probably doing it as like a stop fucking around. Yeah. Take this serious. But seeing him in Dream, I'm like, I'm over whatever they had going on at this point. Like, say what you want about us as fa- me as a father, whatever. But I, tr- I, I do have a level of trust in the WWE because they've gotten rid of people for way less. Yeah. Than those type of allegations, and <laughs> okay. I, the, every time I think about something where it's like it's so minute, but they still got like a Ken Kennedy and his match with Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean I get it, Randy. Get, Randy coming back from his surgery and everything, but yeah, you know, that was a guy who was who Hot. was super over. Yeah, and they just but yeah. So like I said, um, obviously um, I like I liked all those matches. I I really do enjoy the. Um, I enjoyed everything that we just covered. Kyle Riley, Finn. I enjoy uh, Candice. Uh, Candice and Ira Shirai, I think, could have been a little bit better, but I think they're feeling themselves out. But like I said, once again, that's the second match I watched of Ira Shirai where I thought this was better than all the other matches she's had previously. And I even said to you, or I might have said to Tyler, we have to see Candice LeRae in a world title match at some point. Like, She's been that that she's been in fodder territory. Like she's just well, she's just, she's been like a Chris Jericho. Let me put everybody, everybody else over. over, yeah, and make everybody else look like superstars, but n- never actually be. I I like Candice LeRae. I've been a big fan of hers since even before she was in WWE. Obviously, she's very attractive, but she's also a tremendous wrestler, and she's she's a woman who's wrestled a lot of men matches. In her her intergender matches with Joey Ryan, across the you know, you know across the independence, um, so yeah, so obviously that's NXT thirty one. Um, if there's anything else you wanted us to cover, we apologize. I mean, obviously there was a lot more matches than those four, but we're for time's sake, we're just going to go over our highlights for that. Yeah. Um, so the next night on uh, Raw, there wasn't much. I mean, they're still trying to wrap up uh, Seth and. Ray and Buddy Murphy and Buddy that Murphy whole. and that whole saga. Um was that the night that No, Robert Root came back the previous Monday. Yeah. Um uh, so like I said, uh, not much from that in way. Obviously Well that was the breakup of Seth and And Buddy, and, yeah. And Buddy. Finally and then But other than that, I mean there's not wait, was Retribution on that? Is that where they took on Herpistas? Now I'm trying to go back. Yeah, because Mustafa Ali... Okay, that's the night that... Is that the night that Mustafa Ali came out as... Yeah, because he he was going to fight MVP. And... Yeah, he was supposed to fight MVP, and if he he lost, he would join her business, as they said. And then Retribution shows up, and then... That seems to be the thing now. If you lose, you join something. Yeah. Um, And then... uh, then it was revealed that he was the was the leader, which makes sense because that whole hacker thing they did for like four well, months. But that was only on SmackDown, and it was yeah, it was forever. Yeah, and then they just let it drop, and then they started doing the retribution stuff shortly thereafter. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But like I said, I really do enjoy you know Mustafa Ali as a as a wrestler, and I thought his just his own story. Yeah. Being a f- ex police officer from what is it Chicago, like Detroit, Detroit or Chicago, whatever. Like it's a great story. Like I like that, but I mean, I guess being against the grain in the system, like whatever. I still think Retribution is a terrible fucking. I mean, it's a good, good stable name, but like your character, like just call them by their name. Uh, well, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that there's a way to 
get out of that corner that they've painted themselves into. Like, you know, yeah, we've been calling ourselves this, but this isn't T-Bar. This is Dominic Dijakovic, and he proved himself in NXT. And this is Mia Yim, and, you know, like, yeah, we did all these silly, stupid names, but... yeah. But like I said, we'll see where that goes. WWE, please, if you're going to, like you have in the past, take our ideas, please take that one. (laughs) Like, please take that one. Just have Ali basically say, like, these are... These are code names. These are who we are. Whatever. Um, so yeah. So you get you get. That's probably the biggest one for that night. Um, NXT on Wednesday. Uh, that's where we get a lot of a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> so you find out that Balor got hurt. You were worried. Broken jaw. Broken jaw. You were worried he was going to drop the title, but he obviously. Well, they're doing this like wait and see. Yeah. So six week recovery time. Yeah. Um. So he, he actually does have surgery. He did end up having mm-hmm. surgery. He did really break his jaw. Um, but so you, you're you expecting more build, though, for, like, all the other stuff that's happening. So obviously Ridge Holland dumped Adam Cole at the end of TakeOver and got caught the eye of, of Undisputed Era and the WWE Universe, essentially. And then... Ridge Holland gets into what should have just been a squash match for him against Danny Burch, um, which I'm assuming is supposed to be building some sort of alliance between, it was supposed to, between... Those three? Those two and... Uh, no, those oh. two in Undisputed Era, oh, okay. so to speak. Um, or maybe it was just supposed to be like a squash match where Holland looks strong even in defense of Burch by Lorcan. Lorcan comes out for the save after the match. And him, it would seem unnecessarily long. The him beating? And, yeah, him, him and Holland seemed very, like, spotty. Like, in like okay, like, I'm coming out to save my partner. But they weren't really taking, like, taking real shots at one another. Because, like, obviously, they're outside the ring and the refs separated them. And Lorcan went in. And he was, like, down talking to Birch. And then he got back up. And jump the rope and lands on Holland, and that's when obviously Holland's Disaster leg stroke, yeah. snapped like a fucking you know pretzel stick. Like it was terrible. And obviously they've edited it. Like if you watch it on the network, like that whole section pretty much is taken out. Like, but like I have it recorded on my DVR, and like you hear him scream when it happens. And um, obviously Lurkin doesn't mean it. Yeah. It's just a bad spot. His fucking foot clearly gets caught on the the mat as he's going back, and just everything just <sighs> terrible. Um, but uh, but now there's no. I mean, well, I mean they they have kind of alluded to it, right? Where it's like you know, Ridge Holland was paid off to take out Adam Cole. Yeah, they tried to, but like to, to salvage that, that angle, yeah, that angle. Yeah, and like you know. It, this past week, they took the shot at uh, or uh, O'Reilly did. Like, if if you know, if it wasn't you know for last week, you know, we would have took him out this week or something. Yeah. Like, and it's like one of those things. Like they're trying to subtly hit at it because they obviously realize, like, yeah, this guy got really fucking hurt. Yeah. They're talking a six to twelve month recovery time for his injury. Right. Um, which is awful because we were really high on him. Yeah. We've actually talked about. Believe it or not, DJI Podcast <laughs> talked about something before it happened. But we said, you know, we could see him being 
a bigger part of the WWE map. And sure enough, you know, that's what it seemed like they had planned for him. And then obviously he gets fucking. Yep. You know, it is what it is. But it's sad because, like you said, we were so high on him. We were excited for him. We like new faces doing new things. Yeah. Well, because somebody's got to take over NXT. Yes. So that these NXT guys can move up. Yes. And which we clearly nobody's doing at the moment. Right. Um, Or if they do, they get hurt. Yeah. You know, it's cool for Balor to take back over, but then he got hurt. It was cool to see. I mean, as much as I wasn't a big fan of it, but Cross getting the belt, but he got hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like they have a refusal to put Choppa in any sort of position. Because he's been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, so obviously but then you also Wednesday that you know, Wednesday night you got Ciampa and no. We're we're talking the Wednesday right after. Yeah. Um so who'd you get? You had you had some Cameron Grimes drama. Oh, you got Priest versus Thatcher, right? Or no, Cameron Grimes came out and did some promo. Yeah. And then somebody attacked him, and then he went in the back and basically called out Loomis because Loomis came back. Yeah, because he came back. And then, yeah. So, basically, because Undisputed Era ended up wrestling somebody. Right? In a tag match. Well, I know they took on... And was that also... Oh, Ember, Ember Moon and Tony Storm and everybody came back at takeover yeah teased to come back at takeover and then ember ember wrestled a match right and yeah so Uh, yeah i mean well it was a tag match yeah because her and rhea ripley took on uh yeah um was it a was it a i can't remember now it wasn't even like it was forever ago, but um, Ember Moon's back, which is great you know it's it's nxt is definitely in place for her she was never my cup of tea when she was on the Really, in her whole first run. She's tremendous in the ring, but I can't stand her characters. Her characters never made sense to me. And now she's back with this, like, Mad Max-style character. <laughs> yeah. And it still doesn't make sense to me. The fact that this past week, and it's not a knock on her, like, and I'm sure she has some part in her character choice and how her characters developed, but, like, they did a vignette of her, like, working out and conditioning to get back in shape, or get back in ring shape. <laughs> And she's got her face paint on in the gym. And I'm like, oh, so you just paint your face every day? <laughs> yeah, you of go course. And run and don't, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I just it just made me laugh. And I'm like, it is what it is. But yeah, like I said, I like Ember. I, I, I hope she has a better run this go around. Because I didn't think her run last time on NXT was very memorable. Well, I mean, during that same time you with Ember, you you had Asuka there. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to outshine Asuka. Asuka might be the most ludicrous person but it works it's it's because her character she, because she like gets on the like they put when they put her on commentary sometimes i'm like <laughs> who in the hell is the asshole in the back because she just gets on and screams the whole match i'm like what the fuck did she just and it's not even like i don't even know if she's speaking words period japanese chinese american whatever i don't know what she's i don't think anybody knows what she's saying i don't think she knows what she's saying but she, she can go yeah you know, she just keeps going and going and going and going and it's funny i can't imagine being like Corey Graves sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, Oscar, sure. That's what you said. He's just hitting the mute. He's just holding down mute so you don't hear him laughing. But um, yeah, so like I said, I think, you know, uh, I'm, I'm very interested in 
in seeing the direction of NXT in the next six or seven months because they haven't really brought anybody in, but they did just sign a shit ton of Evolve wrestlers because they bought Evolve. Right. Um, one of which being Joey Janela's girlfriend, Brandy. Um, so she's very young. She's a little green in the ring. I watched a couple of her matches, but she's got the look that WWE loves. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where she goes. Um, they have to put the belt on Rhea Ripley at some point. But I think they're building towards a Candice LeRae, Tony Storm rivalry to a Tony Storm Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Ripley rivalry, um, which I'm fine with all the, all the yeah. above. Um, it was good to see Tony Storm back, which was odd. Like, I don't, was she hurt? Was she like, like you can't be like, oh, she was gone because of the pandemic with her being obviously from the UK. You're like, well, she was clearly in the States. Like nobody else is back from the UK. If right. that was the case, Imperium would be back and Walter would be over here doing his shit. Like, right. That's the biggest thing, though, too. Like, I think it's holding NXT back is they have a lot of European talent that I think are more over in America than some of their American talent currently. Yeah. Walter would be a much more convincing WWE NXT champion than, say, I mean, Finn's pr pretty convincing. Yeah. But let's say then, you know, Karrion Cross would have been. Well, I time. think part of it, I think part of it, though, is Walter doesn't want to be in it, the States. He, he wants to be over there with his wrestling school and all that other stuff. Which is a shame. Could you imagine being that fucking good at your job that the WWE basically creates a whole brand to keep you happy? <laughs> right. Like, well, so that he's not wrestling for somebody else, too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big news out of WWE, before I forget, because if we keep going, I'm going to forget. Remember Ben Carter we talked about on, um, he was on AEW Dark, he wrestled Scorpio Sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. WWE signed him. Hmm. So he was supposed to be with AEW, but he signed with WWE. P fans were pissed. They were like, why would you go to WWE? Because he's fucking living his dream. Yeah. What's it matter? It's the biggest wrestling organization in the world. I can't be mad at people for wanting to work for WWE. I mean, yeah, they might not be happy in three years that they made that decision, but they can always go to NXT or uh, AEW. He's, he's also very young. Yeah. So it's not like he's missing out on anything. He's, he's, he's got at least one more professional contract in his life. At least. Um, so yeah, so obviously, uh, NXT wraps up and then Friday night, well, well, AEW, yeah, we'll go, we'll go AEW, you get Cody Rhodes's, um, dog collar, match. dog collar match with, um, interim champ Brody Lee is what I'm going to call him. Cause he, they treated him like such, like I didn't under, <sighs> Cody should have came back and lost in a regular match again. And then did the dog collar match. The stakes weren't high enough at that point. Cody could have been like, I'll put a, I'll put my career on the line in a dog collar match, blah, 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 blah. Right. And does, does just done it this week. Or even waited till fucking Revolution to do it. Or not a Revolution, not a full gear. So I... But this is this is something where it's like... This is the first shotgun booking. Right. And this is what WWE always gets drag through the mud for yeah and aew does it but like then you listen to like you know you you follow the same a lot of the same things that i do and you got Brody lee going yeah i didn't know that i was going to become tnt champion it was just kind of thrown at me yeah they're like hey you're gonna do it and he's like oh okay like how can you not prepare the guy who's gonna carry your secondary championship yeah <laughs> and and 
you're you're right. It, I mean, he was like an interim champ. He yeah, he had the belt, but but, but it never felt like official. And like you didn't know what was going on with Cody, and you it, know. it looked like it just seemed like Cody wanted to take a vacation. Yes. So here, you hold on to this for a minute. I'm gonna go take a break. I would have. I would have. He was only gone for what three weeks, if that. If just that. take the TV title with you, bro. Like keep it and be like, okay, and and do video packages. You could have took twenty minutes out of your busy shooting schedule, your new game show, right? And like, don't. Take this as us, like, like we're we're pretty much AEW stands on this show. Like, we we yeah. support these. We yeah, I'm a, guys. I'm a fan of of the of the of, of the, the organization and, and the people running it and things like that. But this is the first time I think extracurriculars for a, 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 one of our VPs, so to speak, has gotten in the way of booking right. because it didn't make any sense. It didn't make Brady Lee look any stronger. It doesn't help with the Dark Order. None of that shit looked good because guess what. Cody just immediately moved on. Yeah. It wasn't like there was a rubber match. It was just well, and the fact that that Brody Lee takes him out so easily, yeah, so quickly that now okay, so now Cody's back and now he can go the test of time. It's because he has dark hair. That's it. That's that's what it is. He dyed his hair and that gave him super strength. Yep. Apparently, yeah, it's it's his spinach. But <laughs> so obviously you get that um, Moxley. Yeah, well, that the, it was just the build for the match. Yeah, it was just them beating the shit out of each other all around the stadium, um, and then uh, Ricky or did we get? That was the Wednesday we got Will Hobbs versus Brian Cage, right? Yes. Fuck man, Will Hobbs is impressive. Yep. He's he's my AW's version of Rich Holland. Like I am thoroughly impressed by that young man. He moves so well for a guy his size. And somebody, uh, Tyler brought up, you know, he, he reminds, he's like a big, he's like AEW's Big E. Yeah. And that, I was like, you know what? I mean, obviously Big E is in a little bit better shape. I'm like, but yeah, I agree with that. They, they look very similar, similar builds. They move the same. Um, but it seems like Will Hobbs is more of a, he's definitely being more serious. But I'm really, really hoping that something big happens for him. And now they were like, you know, you have the option to join us or not. And then obviously Darby Allen comes out for the save. I think, in, and Taz alluded to it. He said, you know, one of these days, he sounds like a fucking right. Bond villain. One of these days, you're going to learn not to stick your, your nose where it doesn't belong or whatever the fuck he says. That just means we're going to interfere with your title match at full gear. Yeah. Because that's what, or yeah, because that's what, you know, the winner of this past week between Archer and Moxley gets. They get Darby Allen at full gear, which would be what, like the third, second time, third time he's gotten a title shot against Moxley? I know it's at least, I'm pretty at sure least it's the second. At least the second. So that's my thing. Like, you know, is that, I mean, that's fine. Which will uh, turn the, into a hardcore match. Yeah, the best friends, <laughs> best friends versus uh, FTR was a decent match, but yeah. FTR is now like really full blown. You know, four horsemen heel tactics yeah. like Tully Blanchard using their manager to their advantage, like which I'm fine with. It definitely fits their characters, but um, yeah, I don't know. So uh, that wraps up my points for NXT, and then we get NAW. into SmackDown, which was the first, first night, night of, of the, the draft. draft. Yep. Uh, so uh, as far as matches go, nothing that really sticks out, but that that's typical for. 
draft WWE shows. So the 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 wrestling gets left to the secondary. Now you got you did get New Day winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, only to then find out. That they're being split up, and you had the the most heartbreaking moment in my in, in <laughs> yeah. recent. Say say Biggie's name. You say didn't, his name. You didn't say E's name. You didn't say his name. Um, but and, and then and then he gets drafted to SmackDown yeah. after Kofi and Woods go to Raw. You know what though? I think it's going to be good. So uh, we we've we hit on this a little bit before we talked. Um, this is my like obviously we've been through so many stable breakups. You know, DX, you know, we went through evolution where, you know, the, the thumbs down, thumbs down the Randy, and then eventually the split between him and Batista or Triple H and Batista, obviously the shield, the yep. fucking knife, the chair in the back. Yep. Um, you know, you've been through so many, uh, like major stable breakups. They didn't do that with New Day. And we, maybe I was expect. you know, I'll be honest, Friday night, I was this Friday night, I was expecting it. I was expecting somebody to get jealous, somebody like something to happen, and like maybe Big E just lays them to waste or whatever. But it didn't. They let him come out, do a fifteen minute like basically like promo about how much they love each other and they're gonna miss one another. And like you're like thinking to yourself like, well, this pandemic's not ending anytime soon, so you're gonna see each other for a couple more weeks. <laughs> like you're just not at the building at the same day. But um, but you're also like you know you you felt it, man. It was. Yeah, I mean, you you know that they're legitimate friends, like al- almost like brothers to one another. So, um, you know, ending of New Day in in, in its current or you know as a three man group, like it is what it is. Um, they they turned something that wasn't going to be great at the very beginning. Where I remember the vignettes, I remember them hyping it up, and I'm like, this is gonna suck yeah like you have them going out there the way that they're acting and it's it's typical wwe you know just completely just being tone deaf to you know what we what we are as a society these days and have them out there shucking and jiving yep. and you know doing like the uh but the also, baptist church type thing but i also do think it's also a it's partly WWE fans' faults too, though, in a sense. Because think about it like this: How many times has the black stable or African American stable come up and we're like, "All right, just be the nation of domination." It's all everybody ever says: "Be the nation, be the nation, well, be the nation." And the same thing happened with her business. business. Yep. And MVP comes out and says, "We're not going to be the hurt business. We're going to do our thing our way," and it's working. Yeah. Like. You don't have to replicate or, 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 or duplicate something that's already been successful. Like as much as I would love another evolution style stable, it's not going to happen. Like you just can't. Like you can't replicate the NWO. Like they try to replicate Bullet Club for like the most mildest version or sense of the word in WWE and it just didn't work. Right. So. Well, it doesn't work because of how, you know, like, you know who you're how you're trying to do it right yeah you, you can't have a, a smiling and and high five and finn balor you know it, do, it doesn't yeah, work does it so yeah i mean we're going off on the side uh so 
all we know is, you know, all right, so Friday happens, New Day breaks up, other people get drafted, uh, Bailey stays on SmackDown, um, Roman gets, you know, stays on SmackDown, uh, Drew McIntyre stays on Raw. It wasn't a lot of shakeup. Yeah, there, there wasn't really much of a change other than, okay, New Day splitting. Then we get to Monday, uh, so we'll jump over to, to Raw. Um, well, before we jump to oh. Raw... They they are building this Roman Reigns Jay Uso rivalry into well, yeah. something that is going to be memorable. Like it's not it's not like they're pushing Jay in a in a in a in a, in a way that I don't think I, anybody ever expected to see an Uso. Yeah, and you know, like I said, their match was awesome at um, Night of Champions. Yeah, I mean the, he's putting on great work. I to me, he's always still going to be. A tag wrestler, but yeah, but I mean, he's he's putting on he's putting on a way better performance than expected. Yeah, but the thing is, is is this is this the the, the Uso brother split that we saw from the Hardys that we saw from Christian and Ed? Like you got to remember, like guys that are high level tag guys for such a long period of time. End up being pretty good singles guys. Oh yeah, well, and and part of me thinks that they will separate, only because Naomi got drafted to Raw. Yeah. So I feel like that's where Jimmy will end up, whereas you know Jay's going to stay on SmackDown, which is a shame because I would love for the Usos to be flanking Roman. That yeah, may- I mean there there there's still a lot to be said because. I guess Jimmy's technically a free agent, right? Technically, I mean he's he's out injured, but like, and and this where it gets into you know you, people always want to you know vilify Vince and go oh he loves breaking up relationships and stuff, but in recent times it does not that does not seem to be the case. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, with, with Aleister Black getting drafted over to SmackDown, Zelina Vega is over on SmackDown. Yeah, Charlotte Flair's on Raw. I guarantee you, Andrade will be on Raw. Um, yeah, Andrade's a free agent, so right. he can go wherever he wants. Uh, I, I I'm willing to bet that. When Becky comes back, she'll, she'll go on SmackDown. Yeah, um, you know it's it. It's just the way that it, it seems. My big thing is is I, I Corey Graves on SmackDown. Carmella, Carmella, yeah, Carmella stays on SmackDown. Yeah. So I, I honestly I think you know so some things about the draft and the draft process. I wish they would go back to matches determining who's picking when, because then it makes you invested in the show. Because although I was super invested in the draft, in the results, I was not interested in the shows that were surrounding it. Like, I wasn't interested in the matches. Now, this past week, Monday night, was was season premiere, and then Friday night was season premiere. Well, no, this Monday, this upcoming Monday, so tonight, tonight. Okay, so. Is the season premiere for Raw. Okay, so. Then Friday was a season premiere of SmackDown. SmackDown. Correct. So they did have some pretty good matches across the board. Like the matches were really good Friday night. Um, but it was also like all like pre-booked matches for like things that. So like they had already booked that the New Day would wrestle, or sorry that. Um, 
The Street Profits. The Street Profits would wrestle Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler on Monday last week. Right. Well, when they switched the titles, they ended up wrestling the New Day right. instead. So the Street Profits didn't have opponents. Well, now the Street Profits are getting ready to wrestle on SmackDown, mm-hmm. Bobby Roode and yeah. Dolph Ziggler. I think they did wrestle them. They did. They? So... Like, that's my point. Like, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler got a shot. They got two shots at tag titles. Right off the jump. And you're like, it just seems like such a wasted, like, return of Bobby Roode. But apparently we also got the word over the last two weeks that James Storm was supposed to be back at some point. And wrestling with Bobby Roode in a tag team. So maybe they're just trying to get... Build to that. Yeah, maybe they're just trying to build... Look, I'm fine with the beer money... You know, revival, yeah, sure. Just go ahead, let them have their fun. They're, the guys are in the you know, I feel like they're in the twilight of their career. Oh, absolutely, you know, so There's, just yeah. let them have fun with it. And you know, where I'd much rather see them at AEW, no, of course, <laughs> because they would be a lot fucking better off. Um, um, but yeah, so obviously, we get into Monday night, other than the draft, though, they're still building Randy and Drew. Which I, it's been a good feud. It's, it's just, been, it, it's definitely, it's definitely the feud Drew needed right now. Like Randy's kept him interesting over the pandemic. Not saying that Drew's not an interesting champion. I just don't know who else he would fight at this point yeah. that like you would honestly believe they could take the title from him. Now we got AJ on Raw, so I definitely think past Randy Orton we're getting AJ Styles. Um, if Randy doesn't beat Drew. Uh, which I think he, I still think there's a chance. I mean, at this point, if they haven't, he probably won't. But God, I would love to see Randy get another title run. <laughs> just get Randy needs to get as close to breaking Cena and Flair's record as possible, just to annoy people. He will. I, oh, he will eventually. He's got to get the belt again. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm Randy, he's probably negotiating. I don't want the belt until the fans are back. Right. Like he's like, I want to get real heat here. Like. Well, so, uh, so what else? Um, yeah, that was huge for for draft news. I mean, not much. Not much. Even on Monday night, there wasn't much. Yeah, nobody really changed or shake or shift. I mean, I guess you could say the biggest pick Monday night is. Well, you got the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss going to Raw, which I'm enjoying the pair of them, but it's definitely pushing Fiend into like mid card. Yeah. But the Fiend versus Drew McIntyre would be an interesting push. I think Alexa Bliss is next in line for a Raw Women's title shot. Yeah. Like she's her character is going to be start hopefully start to get more taken more serious here soon. Um, but I do like the mean streak. I do like like the 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 relationship that she's building with the fiend like being the only it's kind of like frankenstein really if you think about it right like the, the, you know the the girl that can speak to the monster so to speak um i'm not a real big believer in the whole you know mandy rose thing who the hell is the women's tag champions right now oh basler and fucking nia jacks waste of fucking space yeah. um neither not not knocking either it's just it's Pointless in having them on, like those two individuals. But 
I do like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose together. Yeah. I think it's a very interesting tag team. It's, you know, if it gets Dana Brooke on TV, I've always been a fan of Dana Brooks. So you and Batista both. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I like Dana Brooks. I think she's woefully underutilized. She's, um, she's athletic. She can go in the ring. Like even going back to her NXT time when she was paired up with Emma. Yeah. Was, she was great. Could you, ima- could you imagine though going into Monday night thinking to yourself, you know what? I bet you the next number one contender for the women's title is going to be Lana. Yeah, well. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Somebody was like, is it going to be Lana's new thing to get put through an announce table every week? Because <laughs> apparently it's been like three straight oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, it was. It was three straight weeks of her going through tables. And I guess the, your your severance to that is, all right, well, but we're going to give you a title shot. Against so, somebody who's going to mop the floor with you. So somebody was like, Rusev needs to stop taking shots at WWE on television. His wife keeps getting put through the tables. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, obviously that gets through that. Then we get we head up that, back to NXT. Back to NXT. So you get um, you finally get, you get O'Reilly back in the ring. Yep. Um, then they address all the bullshit with Ridge Holland and Danny Burch and them uh, approach. Undisputed Era for a tag match. Undisputed Era wins. Uh, Priest and... Um, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis wrestle for the North yeah. America. Good match. Yeah. Um, Cameron Grimes comes out, obviously, assists, so to speak, in helping Grimes, uh, Priest win. But then Priest gets taken out by Gargano on the stage. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, Indy Blackheart helps... Um, Candice LeRae win her match yep. by against Shotzi Blackheart for the number one contendership by pass, slipping her some brass knuckles. And then uh, later on in the show, William Regal reveals that their match types for the titles will be determined by what did, what did Shotzi's terrible promo say? The, the spin the wheel of whatever she said yeah. and it was just all it was the worst mike moment i've ever seen in my life she was like trying to do like this spooky voice and it just wasn't just speak man like, yeah jesus christ it's her weird over the top character yeah thing. I, I still don't know what we're looking at there but um yeah so she's got a tank that's that's her thing she's got a tank with a helmet did you hear about the helmet getting stolen no. So she had her car, like her, her ring gear in a car, her boots, her helmet, I think her shoulder pads or whatever, and somebody broke into her car and stole it. And then she put it out on Facebook and the internet and stuff. Like, if anybody knows where this stuff is, like, just have them return it to me. I need it for, you know, the pay-per-view, blah, blah, blah. She did get end up getting it back. But I'm like... But yeah, so obviously, well, I guess that is big new, bigger news though too that was announced. We're getting Halloween Havoc. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> in a in a twist of events, in order to make sure that Cody Rhodes never gets yep. the event or the title name, um, I'm I'm more interested in seeing whether or not we get the um, entrance. Like, what's the entrance going to? Because when they did in your house, it looked like in your house. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if, if it looks any different. We're going to get a giant pumpkin. That's what I'm hoping. Um, I, I just want the old school WCW style Halloween Havoc setup. Lots of uh, lots of fo- like fog machines. Fogs, the 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 crypt, tombstones. Yeah, the crypt the crypt style screens. Um, so yeah, but obviously, um, 
So Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano get their number one contenderships against Priest and Io Shirai. So um, this is where I'll make my predictions. This is where they're going to win them. Yes. So I, I agree with you. I think they both walk out double champ. I think Gargano Priest will main event. Um, I think Breeze, and uh, you're going to see it. I think Breeze, uh, Brazongo will defend the tag titles against either Imperium. No, it was UE. They're fighting UE. At, at the, at the, I'm pretty sure that, that was what the match was for between them and, uh, oh, I, I didn't even I, realize. At least that. I was pretty sure that's what the stipulation what a, was. So UE is going to get another shot, which, <clears throat> which makes sense. But, well, Roddy and Fish. Yes. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think Balor's going to be ready. So no, oh no, he's not. But uh, they'll probably have like a number one contendership match. Um, here's what, one of the things that I'm taking away from the undisputed era promo from this past NXT: Fish and O'Reilly, or not Fish and O'Reilly, Fish and Strong, uh, were behind Cole getting taken out. That's an interesting take on it. Maybe. I mean, that would make sense. That would line up with like what we were saying as far as it seemed like Riley and Cole were carrying the face yeah. of the fran- like the face side of things where uh fish and strong were still playing heel. That makes sense. I, I could I could buy into that, yeah. Um but I also think they're only doing this with Cole because he hasn't signed a new contract. Yeah. And they're just waiting to see if he's going to... I don't want him in AEW. I want him in NXT. You, I, well, I want I want him... Actually, I want him to go after <sighs> Drew McIntyre and dethrone him there, just like he did in NXT. Strap a rocket to him and let him freaking run with it. The guy is so talented. Yeah, but Adam Cole, baby, hitting on, on AEW for the first live show. Yeah. In front of like a max capacity crowd would be pretty fucking wild. Oh, it would be crazy. Look, no matter what, I'm going to be watching Adam Cole. It's just. What sounds. It sound, would. I read another article too. It doesn't sound like Rey Mysterio plans on ending his career with his current contract. Hmm. So there's a. That'd be a pretty impressive get too. Like, AEW still has some people that they can go out and grab. Yeah. And pick up and they would excite people, even in the twilights or later portions of their careers. Like, AJ Styles keeps saying, like, he's never, he's not going to go anywhere after, like, he's done after WWE. But I guarantee you, they put enough money in front of him. He'd do a year. He'd do a year or two. Yeah. What's another year or two? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, NXT is definitely picking steam up. Yeah. Even with all the injuries and the setbacks and everything, you got to figure how long, how much longer you think crosses out? Four more months? Probably through the end of, through the, end of the year? Yeah. I don't think we see him back for a minute. Um, I would say probably Rumble, Rumble takeover. Because you got to remember, we're getting yeah. close. It's crazy as it sounds, we're getting close to the fucking Rumble. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, is, if you're going to re-sign Adam Cole and he's going to wrestle like, and you're going to bring him up, the Royal Rumble seems like the best place to do it. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't make a Rumble appearance this last year, right? He wasn't in the Rumble, was he? Like I know, yeah, Ke- tra- I know Keith Lee was. So that's my point. Like I don't think he was because he was still the NXT champion. No, because the, big, like, the biggest thing that came out of... Uh, did he... Did he? 
Hmm. I'm trying to remember. The biggest one I remember... Well, Edge. Well, obviously Edge, but the biggest one I remember from NXT is Keith Lee. But obviously Lee's now. Was it... um, Johnny Gargano showing up? I can't remember. No. Um... Hmm. Yeah. No, it was. He was in the Rumble. He was in the Rumble. Was he? Oh, no, wait. That was 2018. That wasn't. I knew that he'd been in a Rumble. I just couldn't remember. So it wasn't this past year. Yeah. It was years ago. So, yeah, like I said, I, I don't. Obviously, my, my thought process is Cole's not on television right now, not because of some injury or whatever, just because they don't. They didn't know how to get him off of television without hurting him. Right. You know what I mean? Without, like, making playing an injury. So, obviously, Ridge Holland takes him out, and now he's off until whenever his contract is renewed. Or if it's not, then he, you know, he has a swan song moment, and he gets to leave. Yeah. Uh, he'll do a leave WWE thing. Um, so, uh, that pretty much wraps up NXT. Uh, AEW, we get... We finally get Lance Archer versus um, Moxley. Moxley, and we'll get to that because I'm going to rant on that for a little bit. Okay. Um, we got Cody versus Orange Cassidy. Yeah, um, which it went the time limit and yeah, ends up which, being a draw. Which doesn't hurt either guy, essentially. Right. Um, who is the next challenger? Because they announced it, right? For Cody? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so... Um, the FTR wrestled uh, best friends. Was that best friends? Or was that that was two weeks ago? Um, <laughs> Everything is blurring together. Yeah. So A A W. So oh, so they did the the draw for the tag, the the fatal four way. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, they got um. The Young Bucks, Dark Order, Private Party, and shit. Who's the fourth tag team in there? Butcher and Blade. Yeah. Um, that's this week coming up. Uh, Fatal Four Way for number one contendership against uh, the the um, FTR. Um, so I think I think the Bucks are going to take the belts from the Revival. I just do. Or the Revival is going to win via outside interference by Tully like they've been doing, and that's just going to push the Bucks further down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Um, we also got Sheeta versus Big Swole for the women's title, which is another good match. Sheeta's been fortunate that they've been booking her with better female wrestlers. Like she, she obviously had a bunch. She had a good series with Thunder Rosa from NWA. She had a really good run with. Um, she's got you know obviously even her matches with uh, what's her name. Fuck. Who are you? Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Okay. Um, Nyla Rose, and then obviously she moved on to Thunder Rosa, and then obviously and now she she. Wrestle Big Swole because Big Swole is the number one contender. Um, they were all great matches, but at some point they got to decide who they want to take the belt from her. Yeah, because like she she's great, but she's going to get stale as a champion. She can't just keep 
be like she's a baby face so like baby faces need good heels i think they're building Britt baker for that role but we'll still see yeah um plus what's what's Britt's contract situation with aew you know how long is she gonna i would assume she's probably longer than adam because adam was with nxt way before she was with aew yeah um and then obviously they're still doing this whole best man thing with uh miro and i'm I'm not a, I don't hate it, but he's, he's looked real sloppy in the ring. Like to the point, it's almost like kind of dangerous because he wrestled, uh, Sean Muda, who's actually related to the great. Yeah. And Usos and Roman Reigns and stuff. And he's actually wrestled in uh, NXT a bunch. Um, but like, he just didn't look good in the ring with Miro. And I don't know if it's just Miro's not taking, or Rusev, whatever you want to call him, is just not taking it serious or if. Maybe like he's just not used to those guys yet. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. he's like still working on his feel for him. But like his last, his first match and his last match just looks so sloppy. Um, and then obviously uh, Eddie King. So we'll get around. So you have the announcement of the AEW World Championship uh, tournament. Uh, you get Kenny, um, Kenny Omega on one side of the bracket, Adam Page on the other. You get the Lucha Brothers wrestling each other in the first round, and then you get some other, you know, people that I I just don't see any of them becoming right um, a, a factor in the tournament. So I think um, I think ultimately we're looking at a Kenny Omega, Adam Page uh, finals in that, and I think Kenny wins. Um, if Kenny doesn't win, it's because the revival interfere or FTR interferes. Um, you're getting the build between some sort of either partnership or rivalry between Jericho and um, MJF. Honestly, the most interesting thing was Jericho's abs in that whole segment. <laughs> Jericho came out looking shredded, and you're like, where is that? Like, where has that been? Um, then you get, the, fi- you get the, uh, the main event, and like I said, you finally get Lance Archer versus Moxley. So this is where I'm going to go on. I'm going to try and keep it short uh, just for time purposes, but I'm I'm tired of Moxley. Like, he was really interesting. He was really cool in his chase to the title. But I don't know if his style of wrestling is sustainable, like, as a champion, because every match he's wrestled in has divulged into a hardcore match. And, like, I get it. AEW doesn't really have rules. They Or at least they don't they – don't, reside by those rules i should say so like yeah you can't you can't be outside the ring for more than 10 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever, but the refs never count anybody out right you're not supposed to use weapons oh it's a title match we don't want to end a title match on a dq so we're going to let them wrestle well that's hurting the title because the wrestling in the ring isn't great so these guys are now jumping out of the ring and fighting all over the concourse, all over the side of the ring, all over the, like the announce table area, like stage and whatnot. And it's just not – it's not making the champion look strong. Like Moxley hasn't been able to win a match in AEW where it's a straight wrestling match other than when he beat Brian Cage. But even in that match – they were still suplexing each other onto like the guardrails and using like the tables and like at some point like your world title has to have like a pure wrestling match. Yeah. Where like you wrestle a guy because like it even goes back to before Moxley was champion. 
His best match, I would say, was the Rev- was the full gear match in Baltimore against Kenny Omega, where he legit like the match went like almost an hour and some change long, and it was all hardcore, you know, two by you know suplexing him on the on to, to the the. The ring boards and wasn't you know, that the DDT through the glass coffee table? Yeah. Oh no, that was that. That was no, because that was on dynamite. The the one I'm I'm talking about the actual match where he he suplexed someone to the barbed wire, that barbed wire net that they brought out or whatever. But like my point is, is like every match he's been in, it's been any good as a hardcore, which is fine. But like it's just not sustainable. And, like, I hate to say this, but I hope, like, an MJF or a Kenny Omega or Adam Page wins the title because then they can start putting guys against him that wrestle, like, and he can wrestle because that's not a part of his MO. Neither of those guys are, like, heavy, hardcore wrestlers. So, but like I said, that's kind of my, my thoughts in two senses because that's what the Lance Archer match divulged into. It just wasn't two guys wrestling. It was... Like everything had to be as brutal as possible. Everything had to be as crazy as possible. And like, I'm just like, dude, this wasn't built as like a no disqualification hardcore match. So why are we wrestling like it's is one? Right. So it's but it, it all comes down to you know when the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, and I know you said that, and my thing is I get it to a degree, but they got to get the belt on somebody soon that like you trust is doing it f- for the company. And not for some vindictive. And he, I, I think he, I, I hate this because it sounds like I'm bad mouthing Moxley because I'm not. I think this is the best version of John Moxley, Dean Ambrose we've seen professionally on television. But he's getting hurt because every week he's got to come out and use some prop or object or whatever to get over on his opponents. And I just don't think that's necessary for him. I think he's a much better in between the ropes wrestler and can tell a much better Matt story than he is, or at least if maybe they're allowing him to, I don't know. Um, but obviously at the end of the match, um, Eddie Kingston and the Lucha brothers was at, were at ringside. And uh, at the end of the match, uh, the Lucha Brothers jumped in the ring and tried to, you know, start shit with Moxley. And Eddie Kingston got in the ring and was like, no, 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 don't do that. That's not who we are, blah, blah, blah. And, like, starts talking with him, whatever, and he raises his hand and, that, you know, obviously does the heel move and, you know, right. plants him on his head and tells him that he's coming after him or whatever, which I don't hate. So I'm hoping that means we're going to get Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, at um, Eddie Eddie Kingston and John Moxley at full gear, but I'm hoping that obviously Eddie Kingston gets a decent run. He's he's great on the mic, and obviously I don't think the Lucha Brothers are going to win the tournament, but I'm hoping that this is more of a split for them with the tournament. I'm hoping, like I said. Using Pentagon and Ray Pentagon and Ray Phoenix immediately upgrade your singles division, where your tag division doesn't really need them right now. So like you put them as singles competitors, you have a heel, you have a face instantly. Um, but that's also another singles rivalry I think would be really cool on television. Is is those two fighting it out as brothers, and you know you can play that about however you'd like. Um, and then obviously Friday night was SmackDown. Um, Really, the only thing out of that I would say would be um, the New Day's final match, which was pretty good. 
Yep. And like I said, in, in it being the season premiere of SmackDown, um, like I said before, it, it, the, the matches were good pretty much all across the card. I didn't have a, a single match I didn't enjoy. So other than that um we talked a little bit of new japan last time uh when tyler was here uh koto bushi and sonata wrestled in the finals last night uh for the g1 um climax and uh Ibushi ended up winning uh james white came into the press conference afterwards and basically told Ibushi he was going to take his briefcase from him <laughs> and because they they technically can put the briefcase up as a you know a match you know, stipulation or whatever. So that'll be interesting to see um, if uh, Kota Ibushi takes him up on his offer because I don't think Kota Ibushi is going to headline Wrestle Kingdom two years in a row. Just my opinion. But I wouldn't mind Ibushi because it was Ibushi Okada last year. I wouldn't mind Ibushi Naito for the for the titles. The problem is, is like I said, they need to get one of the belts off of Naito before Wrestle Kingdom because they have both the, the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight on him at the moment. I just think they need to get both of those off. Um, anything else in the way in the world of wrestling? Nothing from the Capitol Wrestling Coliseum or Nothing whatever the fuck we're calling the performance yeah. center. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously wrestling's been pretty mum as far as bodies moving and going. Obviously, the, the pandemic's really slowed down any sort of free agency news. I mean, shit, even um, what's-her-name is still available. Blanchard, she hasn't made a decision yet, so... Um, Hopefully in the next couple of months, things are opening back up and like the state of Florida is going back to full capacity. We should have some WrestleMania news here soon, which I think is supposed to be in Tampa. Yeah, a, there's a, a, a lot of rumors for Tampa. Um, well, I think they said they were going to return back to Tampa. Yeah, well, I think that so obviously California is not allowing anything. Right. No, no fans, no nothing. So it doesn't make sense to have WrestleMania in California when you can't go there and actually produce your show. So if Florida is going to stay open at full capacity, I could see WWE doing like a 12,000 fans in Raymond James. Mm -hmm. um, I may or may not be one of those 12,000 fans with a mask on, but I didn't get to go this year. I definitely want to go. I love WrestleMania. It's a great time. And um, I don't know where you stand if you listen to us on the pandemic, but obviously I believe in proper social distancing and wearing your mask and doing all the right things to stop the spread, but we got to keep living our lives. And unfortunately, WrestleMania is a part of mine. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully by the time we get back on our next recording or within the next two recordings, we'll have WrestleMania news because normally November is when the tickets drop. Um, so we'll see. Um, anything else? No, man. All right. So. Well, well, you can follow us on um, all our social media platforms now under the same, um, I guess, name. Handle. Whatever handle, you whatever you want to call it. Uh, at DGI Podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the above. Um, interact with us. Talk with us. If there's something we didn't cover today, um, shoot us a message. Uh, you know, we, we want to try and start doing this weekly, whether, you know, every other week we get together in, in person and record or we do remote like we were, you know, testing out. Charlie got a new mic. Hopefully um, that works out for us and we can figure out a way to make it so it is, it's, it's as. So it sounds like we're in the same room. Yes. Sounds as much in the same room as possible. But um, we're going to try if we can get it to weekly. It cuts our sh we're hoping it cuts our show times in half. So. Now this, you know, these hour-long episodes, 45 minutes episodes drop 
significantly for you guys. We get things done in 30 minutes instead. And we could probably dive into a little bit of stuff in more depth if we wanted to with that time, you know, the freedom. Um, but uh, like I said, follow us on all our social medias. Um, keep up to date with us. Most active on IG. Um, I think our wrestling stuff is probably our best stuff on, yeah. on social media. We're, we're very active. We're very um, up to the moment with a lot of the news and so to speak. Um, but if I ain't got nothing else. You got anything else? Yep. All right. Okay. Then. So, all right, man. Go ahead and uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening and hit our music. 